This is Baruch. This is Aaron. And this is The Open Source Show. I'm Aaron. I'm a cloud advocate at Microsoft. And I'm Baruch. I'm head of developer relations at JFrog. All right, Baruch. So we're talking today about Go modules. So both of us have a ton of involvement in this space. Well, you are the head of the Athens project. Yep. And you work on Go Center at JFrog. Go modules came about from dependency management needs in the Go community. Right, because originally Go didn't really have a dependency management, that it was an area that would left for the community to figure out, which the community did pretty successfully. Mm -hmm. If I count correctly, we had uh, about 17 different dependency management uh, yeah. tools for Go. Yeah, and all of them did something well, and, and they had some lacks too, and kind of each one. And I would say the biggest lack is that they all worked about this concept of vendoring. Yeah, and vendoring was pretty tough because you kind of had this source for your dependencies, and that source would be like in GitHub or GitLab or Bitbucket or something like that. And then if you needed one of those dependencies, one of your vendoring tools would just pull it down, and you'd have no idea where it came from. You'd have no history from the VCS or anything like that. So it's basically you took someone else's code from their source control, detach it from history and metadata, and shove it into your source control, performing a very, very bad flavor of forking. And you would check that code in, right? Uh, right. You check in your own source control. You detach it completely from history. Half a year from now, you have no idea where it came from. And there are issues like you can never update. So we're talking about a blob of code on your machine you probably don't trust. You don't really know where it came from. You kind of just know this is code that does what I need to do for my app. And as a package maintainer, you have no idea who's using your code either. So if you make a change and someone decides to upgrade, like pull the new code down, you have no idea if you're breaking someone's code base or introducing a security flaw or maybe even fixing one of those security flaws. We lived with that for a while. We made some progress in the vendoring space, but ultimately the Go core team came out with this new dependency management system that's built into the Go tool chain. It's called Modules. It started as a couple of experiments, Go Dev was first, and, and then Vigo, and that was all the road towards 1.11. Now we have Go modules built into the language. So let's talk about that. Go modules has a dependency resolution algorithm. And the thing that I think both of us are really excited about is this download protocol. And this is a first, right? So if you do Go get in Go 1.11 or later, now Go get knows how to talk to HTTP servers and not just VCS like GitHub, GitLab, and so on. Now, instead of having the sources of your dependencies, you can actually have modules. You can have uh, archived pieces of software which, are, which have metadata on what they relate to, and they have a version to look at and to understand how it came from. But what about vendoring? When do we store all this? Is it still like unzipped and stored as sources. So one of the cool things I hear you talk about all the time, and it really resonates with me, is this idea of a multi-layered cache. So you were talking about sort of a local cache, but it's not vendoring. It's like an ephemeral cache on your machine. We don't commit those dependencies to our version control anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just plays that, so we won't download it really every time we build. Mm -hmm. We just have a cache on our local machine in GoPath actually when we used to have our rendering. Yeah. Now it's just the cache of those, of those dependencies. Well, so on the local cache, can I just delete that at any time? 
first of all, you can delete it anytime, but also if you have a team member that needs to run the same build because they have the same sources and the same dependency declaration, they will have to download the same mm -hmm. dependencies for their machine as well, and, and we want to speed up yes, that as well. That's that organizational cache. Exactly. So from my perspective, I started this thing called the Athens Project, and that is where that comes in. One of those HTTP servers that we call a module repository, and you would run that internally to your organization, and it would be able to not only serve modules for your private code, but also talk to something that Athens calls an upstream. So tell us about what an upstream could be. Before we get into upstream, I probably should mention Jeffography Factory. It right. also supports Go. And it is, it is exactly what the project Athens is. It's an organizational cache, universal, but also supports Go. And that's very important because it provides speed mm -hmm. for everybody resolving, but also immutability, mm -hmm. right? Once you cached your artifacts once in Athens or in Artifactory, they are there, they are in your repository. You can uh, back them up and the entire organization can enjoy it, but what happens if they are not there or if you just don't have an organizational proxy? Mm -hmm, and right. this is where the central repository comes in. Go central repositories are different because they are actually tied to the same concept of having source code with tags in the source control, GitHub or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So we can actually build the same package from the source and then have it in this or other central repository. And actually, Rascox, the maintainer of, of Go, has this vision of federation of central mm -hmm. repositories. And Go Center is the first of them, but definitely not the last. And then it's not a single point of failure. Mm -hmm. You can switch from one to another. It, so we have all the benefits, we speed up our resolution because we don't clone the sources anymore. Essentially, you cache them, but the cache never expires, right? And there's no evictions or anything like that. The speed, that's one benefit. But the other, and it's even more important, is this immutability of builds that yeah. I already mentioned. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Before, in the vendoring world, we had this issue where, you know, if you pull some code down and then you decide, oh, I want to upgrade that dependency, well, you might try to upgrade it a month later and, oh, guess what? the maintainer of that package, maybe they just deleted the entire repository or made it private. What's really scary is if someone deleted their organization username and repositories entirely yeah, from yeah. GitHub and someone else created the same dependencies with the same name yeah. under the same version with completely different content. Then it's a silent failure. Right, you pull down the new thing and maybe your, your code base might even still build. And that one's really insidious because now it might do something completely different. So immutability, right? This is the, the big advantage of both Athens and Artifactory and Ghost Center. And then any of the future ones that we can kind of federate around the entire ecosystem. Because the minute that they download one of those dependencies and put them in their cache or their storage, they never change. Of course, and now we have this uh, hierarchy of caches that you can trust to a certain degree each and every one of them. Yeah. You know exactly what, what comes from where, and then you can build this system that will make fast, reproducible, and secure builds for Go. All right, yeah, so we've got documentation for Athens that we'll put in the show notes. How do we find out more about GoCenter? GoCenter.io, this is where you go. Very important, you're all on the Gopher Slack. Obviously, there are channels for uh, Athens yep. and GoCenter, and we are there as well. So, We're always there, yeah. yeah. So check out all the links below, and make sure to go check out opensource.microsoft.com. 
If you like what you see today, give it a thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel. Thanks everyone.